This week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA is dedicated to a good friend of the pod, one of our, you know, members who helped put us th- this whole thing together, who tragically passed away this week, and the the, the Loki man, mm-hmm. our little orange friend cat. Menace. Little Menace. He was a stubborn old man. He was a butthole at times because he would just do whatever he wanted and didn't have a care in the world about what he did or if there was any consequences to his actions. But at the same time, he was a a really good dude, really caring, real loving, and did a whole lot to help out and a lot of, you know, trying times here and there. Definitely helped her get through, you know, a master's degree, a PhD. And the whole wealth of other stuff that has happened over the last decade. Yep. Um, I remember when I went down to see you, mm-hmm. and you know, I was the first day I was there. I was very tired because I'd driven all night to get there, yep. and tried sleeping for a bit, but then woke back up and just kind of like sat around and was going to play some Ace Attorney before you came back, and. The one cat of yours that was like, I'm going to go interact with this person, see what's up, was the Loki man. He's like, I'm going to come mark you. You're my person now. We're going to come hang. I'm going to hang out with you. You're going to be my bud now. And I was like, cool. Loki, you're a good dude. Which that's rare. Yeah. That was one of the things that surprised me because you always mentioned like, oh, it's Maxwell who does that. But it was Loki who was the one who was like, it was up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that led to like a whole gag of, you know, be like, oh, text the Loki man because he's being a butthole mm-hmm. and he needs to do something good or just like silly things like that. And, you know, we had the running joke of him being an alleged criminal because of <laughs> a crime cause, lord because he was just rambunctious like that. And he had his little criminal kitties that would attack your car sometimes mm-hmm. here and there. Um, he's He was a great dude. Yep. A really great dude. And he's going to be sorely, sorely missed. Yep. He was a good dude. He was my dude. Al, it's time to step in line with everyone else in the world, apparently, and talk about that Squid Game. Because it is very, very popular. Like the one time that it's not weird to watch a Korean drama like I've been doing for years. Yeah. (laughs) It's something. That is for true. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga, except none of those are really involved here this week. It's I mean, it's our podcast. We kind of, but, you know, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. It's a tangent. It's a tangent. It's related. Yes. I am Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And this is episode number 252, where we're going to talk about Netflix's Squid Game. Um. So 
everyone had been talking about this show. And eventually I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch this show because I got to see what all the buzz is about. Because enough people I know are talking about how it's it's something you got to watch. So I might as well, which mm-hmm. led to a whole thing with Netflix accounts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Whoops. But now I got a cool horse picture, which is very funny. Yeah, it's really good. I laugh every time I open the Netflix account now. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so I was the one who kind of initiated it for us, and then you were like, oh, okay, I'll watch this, I guess. Yep. <laughs> um, the weird thing is, like, I knew I had heard about people talking about it. The first real exposure I had to this show was watching someone play the Roblox game that someone had made in Roblox of Squid Game. What? It's basically, so, like, someone had to recreate all, like, the games within the mm-hmm. game, and it's all in Roblox. So, like, it has, like, the music oh my God. and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's, like, all just, re- like, weird recreations of, like, the each individual game that you have to go through in order to win. So you knew what the games were ahead of time. I knew what the games were ahead of time. But, like, that didn't really ruin the the show for me. But it was just like, okay, I know what this is. I know the how this works. But I don't know necessarily, like, oh, who's going to win these games or how it's going to work mm-hmm. in that aspect. So... I just had a little bit of knowledge in that regard. So that's how I had come to this. And that was kind of like the other push. I was like, okay, I should, I'll watch this, I guess. And then you watched it as well. And now we're here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, over the, the course of the last month or so, this has apparently become the most watched series on Netflix ever. That's crazy. Which is very wild. To think that a Korean drama would become the most watched series on Netflix ever. A Korean drama that, like, has, like, class connotations to it and, like, Mm -hmm. critiques on, like, debt slavery, basically. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, it, in a past life... I worked at a um, movie rental store, and um, I, I distinctly remember many times that people would um, rent movies that were subtitled, and they would bring them back. They're like, "I don't want to read." <laughs> um, I'm like, "Okay, well, we'll get you another movie then." Um, like, it was one that like had Mel Gibson in it or something, or like Mel Gibson directed it. Oh, I believe you mean the Passion of the Christ. Was that was that it? Yes. Okay, well. Because I remember as well in A Past Life when that movie came out, a lot of people were mad that that movie was subtitled. They were all just like, I'll read. (laughs) So to me, I'm like, wow, all right. So this is, and I'm sure some people use the English dub. Yeah, it helps that there is a dub to it. Um, That's going to make it more accessible to people who are like that, who are just like, I don't want to (laughs) read. Um. I will say there's basically one thing about the dub that's good mm-hmm. besides the fact that I can understand it and <laughs> um, that's a why am I like I was Greg Chun? Yes. Okay. Greg Chun um, who who um, plays uh, Gihan, the main character and he does a fantastic job. He really does do a good job. Uh, but other than that, it kind of comes across as like Dynasty Warriors level 
dubbing, which is hoof. 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 Um, so uh, <clears throat> I feel like you would get an inferior experience. And this is coming from me, who is usually a big defender of dubs. That was not a very good one. Yeah, like, you know, we both are very pro- are proponents of like, hey, watch dubs. They're they're good now. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel weird watching anything dubbed that's live action. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, I feel like a lot of time it's hard to recreate the same, like, level of passion or just, like, emotion, I guess I should say, that an actor is doing when you are redubbing it. Mm-hmm. So like it's always I feel like there's just a bit of a disconnect there that kind of takes you out of the immersion of whatever you're watching when you're watching something live action as dubbed. Um, it's well, why there's like, not even an attempt to like match the lip flaps. Yeah, so there's also an issue there. Like, um, the the two raid movies are very popular action films that came out in the last like what five six years, and they are dubbed on the home video releases. But like I can't watch those dubbed because it's like that just doesn't feel right. What are they? The they're like uh super like action films. I think I don't remember where they're from. Maybe like Taiwan, Taiwanese. That might be completely wrong. Um, Indonesia. Oh, okay. But they're like super like they're kind of gory action films, but they're like really really good action films. But they have like English dubs on their home video releases. But I'm just like I'm just gonna watch this in its original language because that's probably the better way to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That was kind of my issue. I was like, when I saw like, oh, it says a dub, but I was like, I should probably just watch this in its original language because that's probably going to be the better viewing experience. I switched back and forth depending on what I was doing. Yeah, of course. Like if I could actually pay attention to the subs, then I would have that on there. But I would also just like, if I was having to do something else, I'm like, all right, well, dub time. So I I, I had the strange experience of flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But like I said, Greg Chun killed it. Absolutely oh, killed yeah, it. Oh, yeah, totally. Unsurprising. I'm not surprised by that, but like, yeah. I'm pretty sure they just blew their entire budget on him. I I mean, it's a good one to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I don't blame him. I'd probably also blow my budget on Greg Chun. <laughs> so we're not going to do this like a traditional episode where we kind of like go episode by episode and talk about that because like, look, if you're listening to this episode, most likely you've seen the series. Mm-hmm. You know what happens in it. So we're just going to talk about like how it came to be and then talk about, you know, the twists and all that sort of stuff. Because I feel like we have a bit of a different opinion compared to a lot of other people when it comes to this series. So yeah, we will we'll dive into all of that. Also, shout out to John for sending me that one stupid video of Squid Game that like I've legitimately watched that probably 25 times now just giggling at myself. It's pretty dumb and good. It's pretty dumb and good. <laughs> it's like a very distinct, like, this is this is Al humor right here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm glad that he recognized that that was Al humor and sent it to me. But yeah, it was, it was really funny. It's still really funny. I have it saved on my phone so I can watch it whenever I want. As I watched it right before we started recording. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, let's let's dive into some of the development of the show because apparently there's a big story when it comes to that. Okay. You're going to have to tell me how to pronounce the creator of the show's name. All right. I got to find that. Uh, down in production development. Production development. 
Uh, Huang Dong Yuk. Huang Dong Yuk. Mm-hmm. We can go with that. Is that's the name you're looking at, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That that's how I would say it. I think that's mostly right. Let me let me double, double check that. Huang Yang. Huang Dong Hyuk. 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 I'm saying Hyoka, but I just don't go with the the ka. Hyok. H y e o k. Hyok. Hyok. So. Huang Dong Hyok. Okay, we'll go with that. All right. Around 2008, which was a long time ago. Was 13 it? 13 years ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Huang Dong Hyok had tried unsuccessfully to get investment for a different movie script they had written and found himself broke. He spent his free time in manga cafes reading Japanese survival manga books such as Battle Royale, Liar Game, and Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji, which are all death game stuff. Mm-hmm. Huang compared the character situation in these works to his own current situation and considered the idea of being able to join such a survival game to win money to get him out of debt, leading him to write a film script on the concept throughout 2009. Huang stated, I wanted to write a story that was an allegory or fable about modern capitalist societies, something that depicts an extreme condition, somewhat like the extreme competition of life, but I wanted it to use the kind of characters that we've all met in real life. However, he feared the story was too difficult to understand and bizarre at the time. Huang tried to sell his story to various Korean public or production groups and actors, but it had but had been told it was too grotesque and unrealistic. Huang put the script aside without any takers, and over the next ten years successfully completed three other films. Uh, this is about Netflix growing. And that, oh man, we wanna make we wanna have something that's not from the US. That's cool. <laughs> there you go. Uh blah 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 blah. He named characters after his childhood friends. Stuff. Uh, Gion's background was apparently inspired by the organizers of the Songyang Motor Labor Strike of 2009 against mass layoffs. Which makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huang based the narrative on Korean games of his childhood to show the irony of the of a childhood game where co- competition was not important, becoming an extreme competition with people's lives at stake. Additionally, additionally, as his initial script was intended for film, he opted to use children's games with simple rules that were easy to explain in contrast to other survival-type films using games with complex rules. The central game he selected, The Squid Game, was a popular Korean children's game from the 1970s and 80s. Huang recalled The Squid Game as the most physically aggressive childhood game I played in neighborhood alleys as a kid, which is also why I, which is why I also loved it the most. And because of, its, because of this, it's the most symbolic game that reflects today's competitive society, so I picked it as the show's title. The red light, green light game was selected because of its potential to make a lot of losers in one go. Regarding the selection, Huang said the game was selected because the scene filled with so many people randomly moving and stopping could be viewed as ridiculous, but a sad group dance. Huang joked that the Dalgona candy, the sugar candy, let's go with that because I don't, I can't, I'm Mm -hmm. bad. Dalgona. Dogana, okay. Candy game that they chose may influence the sale of Dongana, similar to, to how sales of Korean gats, traditional hats, bloomed after the broadcast of Netflix's series Kingdom. Looking the candy to free the shape was something that Huang said that he had done as a child and brought it into the script. Huang had considered other Korean children's games, such as all these other ones. <laughs> uh, Huang wrote all of the series himself, taking nearly six months to write the first two episodes alone, after which he turned to friends to get input on moving forward. 
Huang also addressed the challenges of preparing for the show, which was physically and mentally exhausting, saying six of his teeth fell out while making season one. Bruh. Jesus. Well, I guess he's probably got enough money to fix them now. Yeah. Get implants. Huang initially said that he has no immediate plans to write a sequel to Squid Game, stating that he did not have well-developed plans for a follow-up story, and if he were to write one, he would likely have a staff of writers and directors to help. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Huang said in an interview with The Times that a second season may focus more on the story of the front man as well as incorporating more about the police. Huang himself had been a former police officer and said, I think the issue with police officers is not just an issue in Korea. I see it on the global news that the police fo force can be very late in acting on things. There are more victims or a situation gets worse because of them not acting fast enough. This was an issue I wanted to raise. I think there hmm. are other issues with the yeah. police besides just that, but you know what they say. Yep. Uh, he added he also wanted to explore the relationship between the cryptic frontman and his police brother, Huang Juno, as well as the background of the salesman character. With the popularity of the show, Huang later opined about the possibility of the second season, telling CNN, There's nothing in at the moment, but so many people are enthusiastic that I'm really contemplating it. Which is, aka, hey, we made a lot of money. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So there's that. Uh, I think that's basically all we really need to talk about. People loved it. Mm -hmm. And pe a lot of people have watched it. Let me see here. According to Bloomberg, by October 2021, Netflix estimated that Squid Game had generated nearly $900 million in value based on extended viewer data. It cost $21.4 million to produce. Um, I do want to mention in the, in the casting section, it says on casting Ali Abdul... Mm -hmm. Huang said it was hard to find good foreign actors in Korea, and he chose um, Anupam Tripathi because of his emotional acting capabilities and fluency in Korean. <laughs> They're like, "All right, yeah, you are not Korean, and you can speak Korean. You, you got it. Let's go." Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So yeah, the Squid Game. The Squid Game. It is interesting that, um, like, Netflix was distinctly thinking, like, we want this to be a global show. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of it is very much not global at all. It is very distinctly Korean. Yeah, there's a statement here from, like, the co-CEO of Netflix who basically was like, the exciting thing for me would be if the next Stranger Things came from outside America. Right now, historically, nothing of that scale has ever come from anywhere but Hollywood. Well, that's some uh, American exceptionalism right there. Yes, that's very much <laughs> it. <laughs> Woo! All right. Um, yikes. I mean, like, I. It's whatever. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, this show's freaking huge. Yeah, I think, like you said earlier, like, it's very surprising that it's a Korean drama that makes it such a huge thing it's such a weird thing that it's become such a huge thing mm -hmm. because like is, has there ever been anything else like besides this that has really kind of crossed that threshold to becoming I mean, more of like a global sensation in this kind of way i mean not necessarily in this kind of way but like something i guess that's crossed the borders i guess would be the easier way to say it um Not with the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, the closest I think of it, well, even then, like, wasn't it from a Japanese 
Boys Over Flowers was the the manga first, or was the the story? It was the show first. I want to say the manga was first. Whoa. I think so, but like More Boys Over Flowers was a pretty big crossover in terms of like it was huge over there, and um, like Winter Sonata was the same that it had crossover. But again, that was exclusively like Asian countries that it had crossover. Boys Over Flowers started in 1992. Okay, so yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah that that yeah. Um, those, are, those are the only two that I could think of. You know, you know, it should have blown up like this because it was a better Korean drama, and it was also on Netflix. Strong Girl Bong Soon. You're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I can't really think of any like Korean dramas or anything that's like really blown up over here that wasn't just like someone just took it, took it and made an American adaptation of it for right, and then that made it blow up, right. So this is like a very strange anomaly. Mm-hmm. And also just with it because of these genres and I think as well. Yeah. Cuz the death game genre isn't necessarily like the most popular thing. I mean, sometimes yeah. it it does because like the success of the Hunger Games really showed that like it can be very popular over here. But that's more focused in from like, you know, a young adult. Yep. mindset and formula. Whereas this is very ultra violent and adult. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like Hunger Games has a lot of emphasis on like the love triangle and mm-hmm. all, all that. Um, whereas this does not have that. Um, and like you said, it, it's it's pretty violent. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, kind of kind of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of a look at like the 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 seedy underbelly of what happens when like you you get stuck in like really shitty addictions and have have issues where you like fall on the wayside with society. Because mm-hmm. like. It's it's very 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 clear um, that Gihan, the main character, has a gambling addiction. Like he very much has a gambling addiction. Totally. Um, he needs therapy. <laughs> uh, but instead, he gets almost an ice pick up the nose. He needs to call those gambling addict numbers. I see at the end of any sports thing that has a gambling uh, sponsorship with it. <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh wow. Man, um, but yeah, it, it's it's just like none of the characters are actually well. I think one becomes sort of likable-ish, um, but none of them are really likable characters. None of them are like good characters. Um, and I don't mean that in the sense of like they're poorly written. I mean in the sense that like none of them are good people. The only person that I think is good. Out of the main characters is like Ali. Yes, that was the one that I was. Yeah, everyone else to. though is like, eh. <laughs> like he had he he had the short end of the stick in some of the situations that went down with him, and a lot of that is because he was a a, a foreign guy in a, a Korean in, in Korea that you know 
people thought that they could take advantage of him, but mm -hmm. he, he legitimately just wanted the best for his family. Mm -hmm. So he was the only one that I was like, you know what? You're actually somewhat of a good dude. I, I, I like you. <laughs> Which means you're not surviving. <laughs> you are not going to make it. No. Um, but yeah, otherwise they're all just like mostly people. Mm -hmm. I think this is the, the proper time to give our general thoughts about the show. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, I will, I will explain it the way I explained it to someone else. I think the show is fine at best. Yeah. It does a good job of creating that very uncomfortable, uneasy atmosphere that you want from a death game genre type media, mm -hmm. especially when like you're going into the games and everything and all that. However, I think a lot of the character writing is very one dimensional. Yes. Um, it relies a whole lot on tropes, especially if you've seen death game stuff before, you kind of know the tropes and you can kind of see them coming all the yep. time, which leads to it also being a pretty predictable series. So that a lot of the twists that are, you know, going to be big reveals and all that sort of stuff. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I called that one. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like one of them, I figured out pretty early mm -hmm. and it was just like, Oh, well that, it's the only thing that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then so, the other one I figured out on a whole different situation that you were like, oh, hey, huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, so like a lot of that kind of takes the wind out of its sails, I think, especially by the yeah. end of it. You're just kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess. And then I think like the final episode falls pretty flat. Yes. I think pretty flat is an understatement. Mm -hmm. So like it's to me, like I'm just like, you know, it's it's okay. On the on the flip side, though, I can understand why this would be very popular and like why people would be invested and like it a lot because you know they may not necessarily have the same experience with this genre that we do per se mm -hmm. and know like all of the tropes and all that sort of stuff. So coming into it with like that mindset, it makes sense. Like, oh, like yeah, of course this is going to be a very big thing. Yeah, it's still weird that like it it is a big thing though. Yes, because it's one of the things you don't expect. No, but. You know, looking at it from the outside, looking in, like, I can be like, okay, yeah, totally. I understand why everyone and their grandma seems to like this show a lot. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I, I know you basically have the same, you're of the same opinion. Yes. I don't know how much you want to add to that. No, I mean, I, I agree with you that it was very, very predictable. Um, but, again, like... I was a, a big, 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 big fan of Battle Royale back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I still think it's hysterical that I, like, somehow was able to get, like, a horrible, horrible version of it off of eBay and, like, do a screening on my terrible tiny TV in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, kids, let's go watch the Battle Royale. Um, I say as if I wasn't like 17 at the time. Um, and like I, the book I've read so many times, it's insane. And, um, the manga is also really good, but I think I was really big fan of that. And then obviously, as you are well aware, like zero escape series is like one of my favorite series period. Mm -hmm. And then the good parts of Danganronpa exist. Mm -hmm. Um, also very, very good. And so like, Leaning on the stuff that, like, we knew about it, it was just like, all right, cool. Like, 
none of this is really interesting and I've seen it done better many times. Yeah. Um, so I can understand like the novelty of people like coming to it like, oh, this is different. This is interesting. But like it really isn't if you like know anything about the genre. Yeah. So like like you, I, I have the same kind of experience. Like, you know, I watched Battle Royale many times, played through the Zero Escape games, played through Danganronpa. Um, I yeah, read, I, I think, like a half of those Hunger Game books. Oh wow, really? Maybe three yeah. of them. I don't know. I, Two I or three of them. Um, I mean, you could even like point to stuff like Saul and the torture porn explosion that it happened mm-hmm. in like the mid two thousands as like an offshoot of this type of genre. Mm-hmm. So like that's also a thing you can look to and be like, okay, yeah, this is has roots in that same kind of environment. Um, yeah, you even mentioned at one point um, that this was kind of like Saul. Mm-hmm for the 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 modern era yeah hopefully we don't get to the point where you know we get movies like hostile where they're like let's chop off a dude's and i'm like ouchies or just go completely off the rails like Saul did eventually (laughs) yeah but yeah like so we have a lot of you know experience with this genre so again like like we talked about a lot of the the things that you know, or shocking or anything like that. It's like, you know, we can put our heads together and look at this critically and be like, okay, yeah, this is what's going to happen. This, this makes a lot of sense. If it doesn't go that way, then sure, that would be very surprising, but exactly, it's mostly going to go this way. And that's usually where it goes. There was some complex motives at play here. I don't even know if they were that complex. It was, it was a joke. They were motives. It was a joke. (laughs) I know. It's joke. But I really Um, wanted to, to, put forth here that like you know the, i think the main villains here did not really have complex motives they just had motives no. yeah yeah it was, it, was, it was lame um also like good lord that cop character um he just wild and juno is like wilding the whole time like you make the stupidest f-ing decisions my dude what are you doing it's so surprising he even like survived through all of that like Good God, he made dumb decisions. Yeah. Yep. He yep. was the uh, he was the Charlie Day character in All the Sunny who just yells <laughs> wild card and jumps out of a van. Basically, yes. <laughs> Basically, yes. That was what that was. But he jumped out of the 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 van in like a PlayStation mask. Yeah. There was also some weird things that, like, they would intentionally, like, point out that never came to fruition or, like, never was meaningful. One of them was, like, when they point out that bomb. It was like, oh, there's a bomb here in case, you know, the VIPs need to get out. Yep. That never comes to be. There's also multiple times when Juno's in the, like, the the guard outfit Mm -hmm. that they show his pocket that it's, like, the, it's unfastened. Yes. Because it's broken. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes ever comes of it. <laughs> um, and then um, Sabiok, uh, the the girl, the main cool girl, cool girl, yes. Um, she like they pointed out several things ahead, like her staying awake through the traveling, and that never became a thing, right? Like that was not relevant at all. Her going through the vents, like 
pool, she figured out that there was sugar and that's it. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't super relevant ultimately. Right. So I'm just like, like, what are you guys doing here? (laughs) We got to give you some intrigue. And by some, I mean just some. Yeah. (laughs) A little sprinkle. But none of it, it's like the opposite of Chekhov's gun here. That like none of the Chekhov's guns went off at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And it it just makes it seem like a lot of drop plot points or like that they were forgotten. It's like they're trying to misdirect you, but then like the misdirection is that, hey, nothing comes of this. Which is lame. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I guess. Sure. Like, if you're going to misdirect, you got to do it some, like, you got to do it well. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. Um... So I think the first big reveal twist is of Polygon Man. Who Polygon Man is the front man, who I guess that's his <laughs> official name, but we call him Polygon Man because he looks like Polygon Man, the like 1995 Sony PlayStation mascot. He does, and also, you know, there's the PlayStation symbols everywhere. I don't know what yeah. PlayStation did to, to hurt people, but they're they're here hurting people. This dude is very unhappy that he has not gotten a PlayStation 5 yet. You know what? It's super loud, so I don't know why he'd be super upset about that. I mean, he's it's got enough very... money now that he can get one. Exactly. And Maybe it's, two. It's very large. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, the reveal of, of Polygon Man. Um, I kind of figured that out around the time that Juno found all that information in, like, his room with, like, all the, the Squid Game people. And they make like a very big point, like, oh, his his brother was a person here. I was like, oh, they, well, they probably recruited him, and he became like staff or something. Yeah. And then there's also a scene before the big reveal of like they find the the dude that Juno like chokes out and dumps him in the off the boat, and he puts yep. his his badge on that dude. So they, yep. that guy washes up, and Polygon Man shows up, looks at the badge, and like there's a very obvious like pause pause and i was like okay well there you go there's your confirmation yep. yep yeah i i don't remember exactly when i put it together but it was like oh it it's got to be him because mm-hmm. like they keep bringing up that the fact that is like he's looking for his brother he even mentions a couple times to somebody like his or guy in here named is this and he's like we don't know their names we only have no numbers mm-hmm. um and like i kept figuring that it wasn't coming up. It wasn't coming up. It wasn't coming up. I'm like, oh, he's 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 Polygon Man. That's what it yeah, is. It, like, like, and especially because like when you find that information in that room, it crosses out the idea that he's a current player, probably. Yeah. Because I mean, there is the idea of like death game stuff where players who have won come back. Like, I think that's yes. the thing in Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, but this made more sense that he would come back and be like, oh, we're gonna recruit you so you can help us run things sort of dealio and i think it would have introduced a different character like as one of the main squad that would fit the bill Mm -hmm. of being the brother if his brother was actually going to be a player yeah instead of just being like a bit guy in the back right but you can't really do that nope so it it was just very very obvious it was like oh yeah it's it's definitely him so like when the big reveal happens on that island, it's like, oh, okay, yep, that that's yep. 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 And then 
he gets shot and falls into the water and ripperoni. Yeah, I asked you. I was like, is he, is he dead? And I mean, I guess we didn't see a body. I mean, so who knows? But he did get shot and fall into the, like off a cliff. Yeah, but as you mentioned, happened in Yakuza, and they survived. Multiple people did that and survived. <laughs> exactly. So it is possible. Narratively. True. Um, but, I mean, generally in these kinds of things, if you don't see a body, then, like, I, I'm i not going to think that they're dead. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe they left that open for a potential season two mm-hmm. um, situation. And... Like, him running around the island, like, trying to send the... One, him going to that island without any kind of backup or, like, indication that he was going there was stupid. (laughs) Hey, boss, I'm going to be out for a couple days. Don't worry, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Um, But then him, like, running around the island while they were looking for him, like, trying to get a signal to send this stuff off. I'm like, are you a dumb f***? Especially because he's, like, trying to send photos and videos. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not going to (laughs) send... Bro, what are you doing? And also, like, you've been hiding out basically in plain sight this whole time. You can't figure out how to do it now? Okay. He was wildin'. He was wildin'. A card. Do you know why? He also, like, made that old man butt go away. He did. Yikes. Had to suffer with the old man butt. Old man butt. Um, and then I think the the second big reveal before the finale is the the reveal of who like like the the mastermind is. Mm-hmm. Which was one of those things where we both were kind of suspicious of this one character who was the old man. Yep. Because, I mean, like it would make sense if like they were just trying to make a sympathetic character. Hmm. But they focus in so much on him that it was yep. immediately like, this is this guy's got to be suspicious of something. Mm-hmm. And then in the Marvels game, like he is very clearly messing with the main character. He's faking it. Yeah. Like he just goes like full on, like, oh no, I have dementia. Crap. Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. And like then has like clarity moments. They're like. Yeah, that was entirely faked. That entire mm-hmm. thing was faked. You're just f-ing with him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. He's like, I have a brain tumor, and I'm going to die, but I'm going to be in the games. Woo. Woo. Um, and then, so obviously he loses the Marbles yep. game. Yep. And gets shot. But they clearly do it where he's he's shot off screen or the whole thing is um, obscured. Yes. So you don't see him get shot. You don't see a body or anything. Mm -mm. So that's another red flag. Well, and I pointed out that he's like, oh, wow, this is the house that I lived in. It's like, huh, interesting, interestingly convenient here that his house would be one of the ones in this like set. Mm-hmm. And also, his house has the PlayStation symbols out front on the gate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, uh huh, okay. I know, I I got your number, old man. I know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and then they va- they make it very clear, like in the next episode, when they show like behind of the mastermind, like, oh, it's the old man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so like when the big reveal happens in like the final episode when um, Gion has to like go find him and he gets that the card from him is like, this is from your Ganbu or whatever however you say that. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, of course, yeah, there you go. And then the whole thing about like. I was like, he's going to explain his motives, and it's just going to be like, oh, I was rich, and I wanted, I was bored. And then he just says exactly that, and I was just like, Because that is the most cliche, like, super rich villain stereotype that you can think of. Yep. Especially when it comes to, like, oh, we're going to hoard a bunch of people and make them play a game for us. Like, oh, we were just bored, and we had a lot of money. It's like, you can think of so many better motivations than that. Yep. Uh that 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 might be the part that frustrated me the most. <laughs> Cuz I was like that's so f- lame. Yeah, it was really annoying. Also weird that like most of the VIPs if not all of the VIPs were speaking English. Mhm. And it's like are there not any like Korean VIPs? Like what what's the deal here? Well, there's, like, the one dude who spoke a different language, but I don't know what language he spoke. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, um, I guess it was just to, to make it to seem like, oh, this has, like, international intrigue amongst, mm-hmm. like, people who are in, like, the underworld and all that sort of stuff and have a lot of money and a lot of, no, just a, too much time on their hands. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It was, it was lame. Yeah. It was really lame. Yep. Old man's like, well, I wasn't lying about the tumor. It's like, cool, that wasn't the issue. <laughs> Bad uh, motive, that... still murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely killed like uh, 455 people. No, 454 people. I just wanted to play the game because it's much funner than watching. Woo. Woo. Yeah, so that, I mean, like, we thing. both knew there had to be an insider there because that's how these things go. 100%, yeah. Man, should have gotten beat Takeshi. Especially because, yeah. like, once you look at, like, the group of main characters, like, mm-hmm. he's the odd man out. Yes. He's the easiest one to target and be like, yeah, he's probably going to be the, the insider. Yep. Um, I thought the final, the, like, the final game kind of was, eh. Because, like, they have the whole, like, big, like, dinner thing where, like, the whole, I guess the whole setup for that is that, like, there's three of them left. They have to get down to two. Yes. So one of them has to die. And then, like, Cool Girl is, like, the most interesting person to win at this point. Yeah. And then she just dies in the most lackluster way possible. Yep. And I was just like, well, great. Here's two people that are going to win. Or one of these two people that are going to win that I do not care about either of them. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like. The issue at the end is that it was the three of them, and then um, Songu and uh, Gihan, like, neither of them are interesting, neither of them are, like, good people, and neither of them really have, like, good intentions, per se, with that money, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Cool Girl at least wanted to help her family, um, even though she was also still kind of a shitty person. But they're like, what if we just, like, somehow give a giant shard of glass into her, whereas everybody else is standing there, too, and none of them get any damage besides, like, little cuts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then like, Sangu's like, what if I just mercy kill you? You're what gonna if, die anyway. What if Cool Girl just gives Gihon a bunch of death flags right before she dies? <laughs> bunch of them. I was like, oh, this is where we're going, huh? Yeah. Mm. So I literally did not give a in the yeah. final game. I was like, I, you're both terrible. I don't care. And then like, they try and like redeem Songwu afterwards, like at the, yeah. at the end. And I was just like, ah, eh, whatever. But it doesn't even make sense because like they're both like, well, I say they're both. Gihan's like kind of defending, um, even though I think he's supposed to be offense. But mm-hmm. um, Songwu is like really, really going for the throat there, and then he's like, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win. Oh, I got um, beat up. I guess I should. You, you, hey, we can't make it. Make this a tie, so I'll just kill myself and lose. Gonna attack you with a shirt. <laughs> that was the funniest part. Where it's like, well, he's coming at me with a knife. What do I defend myself with? Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just like, oh man, I'm lying on the ground. He's he's going to the the top of the squid. I'm gonna lose. And then Kian's like, well, what if we give up? You know, we can we can vote to give up, and it's done. He's like, no, no, we're not gonna do that. Blech. I was like, what happened to the dude who was legitimately like trying to freaking kill his friend like not even two minutes ago? Mm-hmm. What happened to that guy? Like, you didn't get beat up that bad. No, he did. He just got beat up mentally and physically. I mean, yeah, I guess, but like, it seemed like the most bizarre like redemption turnabout because like he he just had no reason to do what he did. Yeah. Other than like, oh no, the game's gonna be over. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then Gion wins, and then he's like, oh my mom, my mama died, so I'm not gonna touch my money at all for a year. Somehow a year. Uh, escape the debt collectors and the bank that wants all that money that he needs to pay them. I have no idea how that happened. That it, for a year he just didn't do anything with the like debts and. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. Especially because, like, after he goes and sees the old man, he's like, all right, time to spend money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so insane. And, like, the whole scene at the one bank where he's like, oh, you know, you're a VIP. He's like, can, can I borrow 10,001? Mm-hmm. Bye. Like, I was like, what? What? What are you doing, bro? Like, you didn't learn anything. Like, I understand you're going to have some, like, PTSD after that. Totally. But, like, what are you doing? Pay off your debts. I don't know. Maybe take a shower. Uh, Try and, like, hang out with your daughter before she leaves. That might be cool. Maybe no. try and make up the fact that you had, like, the worst freaking birthday for her by giving her, like, a lighter gun. I mean, that's a pretty cool gift. I mean, she was like 10. Yeah, she get to be the cool 10-year-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, like, so all that happens, and then, like you said, he, the old man dies, and he's just like, oh, I guess I can do anything now. I'm going to dye Ooh. my hair red and be cool. I'm going to be a dad now. Well, and then, not only that, but, like, he, like, goes and finds um, Cool Girl's brother. Brother. And is like, hey, let me dump you off this this lady <laughs> with a bunch of money. All right, later. Dumps, yeah, she he like dumps the kid off with um, Songu's mom with a bunch of money, 
And like, there's definitely some kind of conversation about like, oh, this kid needs to be watched. But I don't think, I don't think he was indicating this was going to be a long-term situation here. Right. Um, but he just kind of like dumped him. It was like, here, have money. And also a child. It's like, this lady's too old to have like a young kid. What are you doing? And like now his family, if they, you know, ever come back from North Korea is never going to be able to find him. Right. But like, um, I don't think necessarily there's a chance that's going to happen. Well, I don't think so. But I'm just saying that if if there was a situation that that was going to happen, because his, his mom is apparently still alive. His dad, I think, died. But, mm-hmm. um, but his mom's in like China now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just dumps him and like leaves with his ugly ass hair. And it's like, I'm going to go be a dad. And is on like in the airport talking about like, oh yeah, I got a great gift for you this year. Let's go. I'm excited to see you. Then he sees the the guy, the recruiter man doing the flippy game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope. I'm going to call this number. And the guy's like, yo, just get on the plane. Stop, stop being a butthead. Yeah. Hey, remember what I said I'm going to do cool things for my daughter? Screw that. <laughs> I'm going back. He's like, what? It's like, all right. You learn nothing. Because, of course, that's going to be the thing. It's like, oh, he's going to go back and stop the whole thing. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I don't care. Eh. Little, legitimately, just do not give a f- Yeah. Um, like it's such a stupid way to end it. Like I know that they're setting it up for a second season. That's what they're doing, mm-hmm. or the possibility of a second season. If it had done well, they're like, oh, now we have an open opportunity to make another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, again, no lessons were learned here. He he's not going to be a better dad. He's going back here to risk his life for some reason. Um. I mean, he was lucky to begin with that he survived in the first place. Like, the only reason he survived through the first set of games is because he was lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he would survive a second time. No. Um, But it, it's... It was just stupid. It was a really annoying way to end it. I'm like, oh, God. Really? That's what we're going with? I really don't understand that red hair. I really don't understand that red hair. I gotta look cool. He looks like Ronald McDonald. (sighs) It's terrible. It's like he was trying to be like a K-pop star, but like... Bro, when you're like nearly 50 trying to be a K-pop star? Yikes. Not a good look. Yep. Yeah, so that's frustrating. Um, like I said, the only person that was like really likable is Ali, and he get bamboozled and murdered. Mm-hmm. I did also like the the other cool girl that was in with Cool Girl yes. in the Marvel game. I liked her, mm-hmm. and I liked her reasoning at the end of like. This is why I'm basically going to throw the game. Mm-hmm. That she's like, you know, you actually have a reason out there to live and get out and have the money, and I don't. 
because um, they they kind of set her up as like cool girl part two right um but then she ends up actually being a pretty cool girl not in the sense of like how we're using it mm-hmm. but yeah she she died pretty fast and i'll leave you know who knows what's gonna happen to his family yay yay It's just very frustrating, this show. That's the Squid Game for you. I mean, I think that there is basically like a 99.9% chance there will be a second season now. Totally. Um, And I'm going to make a comparison that you will probably understand. Um. I don't know if you've seen it or not, though. Um, Battle Royale 2 is stupid. I've heard about that. Battle Royale 2 is really stupid. And there's zero point to it. I feel like that's what the second season this would be. Well, luckily, I don't think I don't I don't know, but I, I don't think the director of this is going to die and then leave it to like his son. And then yeah. the son's going to make the sequel. Yeah. And the son's just not going to understand anything that the his dad originally made with Battle Royale, so... No. I think that might help, but... Yeah, but, like... I get what you mean, though. He's also, like, handing it over to a team now. Mm-hmm. And... I mean... Understandably, the dude lost six freaking teeth out of stress. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yikes. Um... That's like my ultimate nightmare is to lose yeah. teeth because of stress. But um like you know that I legitimately have fears of that. Oh, I know. Um so like I think by writing the second one by committee it, it, it ugh, I don't know. Like this one was already kind of rough enough. And that could just introduce more issues with with the series potentially. Yeah. It, it, I'm I'm expecting a battle royale too. Well, there you go. I will say that apparently uh, someone from Netflix has mentioned mm-hmm. that the 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 whole whole of Netflix is looking into making a potential video game adaptation of this series. Why? It is very popular. Also, probably to stymie all those uh user made versions that are in like roblox fortnite and gta 5 ah because they're not making any money off those no they gotta get what's theirs um i i do want to also mention um the the gangster character uh Mm um I recognized his actor immediately. I was like, I know this guy. And um, he was in um, Psychopath Diary, which is was Dongu's um, drama like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which you know who Dongu is. Most people mm-hmm. probably won't know who he is. Um, but he plays like a gangster-like character in that, but he's comic relief in that. Yeah. And so, like, seeing this different version of him, I was like, whoa. 
Like, interesting how you can play a gangster character in two very, very different ways, but he did a great job. But, um, yeah, there, there was that, and also I do appreciate um, that that crazy lady, she told him, like, me, I will kill you. He's like, ha yeah, uh-huh, right. Nope, she lived up to that. Good for her. <laughs> she did the thing. She did the thing. She's like, all right, you know what? I'm going out. You're going out with me. Let's go, buddy. I'm like, all right, you know. Go out like you lived, craziest Yep. <laughs> God. Good for her. Good for her. <sighs> this show. Well, that's the squid game. That's the squid game. We only saw like one squid. Did we see a squid? Yeah, I think the the fishing mom was cutting up a squid at one point in like you one of the right. very early episodes. That's the only squid you see. You're right. One squid, one out of ten. One out of ten. Done. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Needs more squid. Needs more squid. There you go. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If you would like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.Cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a wealth of bonus material as well. Mm-hmm. Next week, I don't know. We'll talk about something. Talk about something. It'll be something. Yeah. It's our final episode of October. Jesus Christ. So we'll figure all that out. Poof. <laughs> <laughs>